a series of tubes says it's true. Welcome to the show, everyone. We had lots of great feedback online about the mac and cheese episode last week. So if you haven't already, please take a minute and review the podcast. Even if you listen on a podcast client that isn't Apple Podcasts, the review only helps the show out if it's on that app. So you can do it on the browser version, the desktop version, or the mobile app. That's the purple logo Apple Podcasts app. Just make quick like a fox and go give the show a five-star review if you like it and put in a couple words. That really helps other people find me. And not only that, I'm an entertainer and by my very nature, I'm fueled by external validation and feedback. So help me out by doing that. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Also, if you haven't already, go sign up over at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Michael Kent, and you can get access to all of the bonus content, unedited videos and quizzes, exclusive content that nobody else gets. And soon there will be bonus episodes of this show up there that don't appear anywhere else. Once more, that's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. Now let's get on to the show. This week's episode comes from Lindsay. Hi, this is Lindsay Bose. And did you know that Hedy Lamar is responsible for the creation of Wi-Fi? Well, this is awesome. Famous actress Hedy Lamar inventing Wi-Fi. I literally just saw someone post this on Facebook the other day. I didn't take a minute to fact check it, so let's look. So cool. This is going to be fun. What an amazing person. Hedy Lamar was born in 1914 as Hedvig Eva Maria Kiesler in Vienna, Austria, Hungary. She studied acting, piano, and ballet in Austria and became quite a well-known stage and film star in her home country. Her controversial role in the movie Ecstasy had several steamy scenes in it that were a first in film. Some people went so far as to call them pornographic. Her beauty and talent on screen was remarkable, so much so that she caught the eye of a prominent Austrian arms merchant, Friedrich Mandel, whom she married. Mandel was basically a horrible guy to her. In addition to buddying up with evils like Hitler and Mussolini, he controlled Hetty's life, keeping her locked in the house, making her abandon her Judaism and adopt his Catholic religion, and admonishing her for film roles he didn't like. He basically made it so she couldn't work at all. After a while, she couldn't deal with this anymore, and she posed as her cleaning staff to escape the house, and she fleed to London. Soon after, she met famous movie producer Louis B. Mayer, and on a steamer bound for America, she worked out a contract with him for $600 a week. She would perfect her English speaking and change her name to Hedy Lamar to distance herself from her controversial Austrian work, and he would promote her as the world's most beautiful woman. Darling, promise me something. Anything. Don't ever leave me. No, of course not. Just try to forget that there's anyone but me. Her American film career was launched a year later in 1938's Algiers, and for the next seven years, she became a huge hit for Mayer and MGM, starring in roles next to famous actors like Clark Gable, Spencer Tracy, and Jimmy Stewart. I don't want the youngest. I want the rich. She continued to work in movies for various studios over the next few years, culminating in her greatest role of Delilah in Cecil B. DeMille's 1949 Samson and Delilah. She was the definition of Hollywood beauty, so much so that the appearance of Walt Disney's Snow White was based on the face of Hedy Lamarr, 
as was DC's Catwoman. Sadly, as she began to age, a fickle and shallow Hollywood would become cruel to Lamar. Her acting career declined and she struggled. By this time, she was on what would be her third out of six marriages, but another interest had appeared in Hedy Lamar. She found herself shut away in a room she dedicated to reading and learning about mechanical and electrical engineering. Her passion became inventing, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, I got to tell you, I get asked on a weekly basis how I'm running my shows online. I have snazzy transitions and backgrounds and, and good sound, and everyone wants to know how they can do that. But if I just said, hey, download this app and download this program and do this and that, it's that's not going to help much. There's a there's a huge learning curve to what I'm doing with my joke story trick show and with my, my virtual magic show. But Virtual Presenter Course is an online course, makes it super easy, step-by-step instructions, and they test everything on non-tech savvy people to make sure that it's super easy to follow their instructions. This way you can take, even if you're just doing like online Zoom meetings, you can take them to the next level and make people say, wow, this person knows their stuff. And I'm gonna get you 20% off. You go to virtualpresentercourse.com slash 30 or use the link in the show notes and you're gonna like what you see, I promise. It's virtualpresentercourse.com slash 30. Also, this week on Joke Story Trick Live, uh, tune in to see famous Hollywood comedy writer Bruce Valanche. Bruce is a legend in the industry. He's written for all of the greats, the Oscars, the Emmys. He writes for all of those award shows. He was on Hollywood Squares for a number of years, and he's going to share a story with us. So tune in Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can watch on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. Go to jokestorytrick.com. There is a company that makes clothes with pockets, like tons of pockets. They're awesome for travel. So they have pockets specifically for your phone, specifically for your keys. I'm talking about Scotty Vest. And one of the jackets I have, actually two of the jackets I have, have specific pockets for your glasses that have an included lens wipe that's part of the jacket. It's so cool. They've thought of everything. And if you want to go look at their catalog, I'm going to give you 15% off of your order. Just go to scottyvest.com, enter promo code TELLME, T-E-L-L-M-E. That's the promo code to get you 15% off. It's scottyvest.com. Let's get back to the show. Hedy Lamar was known for her good looks. And in Hollywood in the 1930s and 40s, and one could argue this is still true today, a youthful, conventionally beautiful appearance is all that studios were looking for in an actress she became dissatisfied with life yet again. The truth is that Hetty knew what most people wouldn't take the time to understand, that she was much more than her good looks. Underestimated, misunderstood, and brushed off as another pretty face, Hetty Lamar wanted more from life. While she was only educated in the liberal arts back in Austria, she had a lifelong fascination with understanding how things work. She recalled taking apart a music box and putting it back together at the age of five. In her first marriage, now remember this was the disastrous marriage to Mandel, the arms dealer back in Austria, she frequently sat in on meetings while her husband had these discussions about weapon systems and she was intrigued by the engineering discussions. She began studying engineering and she built a study in her house with a drafting table and library of mechanical engineering books. She had the help of some of her love interests like Howard Hughes, 
who bought her scientific equipment and had his team of engineers and scientists give her any support she needed. She began inventing things. Lamar was quoted as saying, Inventions are easy for me to do. I don't have to work on ideas. They come naturally. Some of the inventions that came from Lamar's mind were an improved traffic stoplight, a dissolvable tablet to carbonate a drink, and improved aerodynamics for the shapes of airplanes, for which Howard Hughes called her a genius. This is where we get to something called frequency hopping spread spectrum. There was an interesting background that made Hetty want to get involved with the war effort. Two main factors contributed to this. First, a vendetta-like anger toward her first husband and Nazi collaborator. And second, her family was Jewish. Around this time in the war, it wasn't looking good for the Allies. She was seeing what was happening in Europe and wanted to do something. Around this time, she had become friends with a famous composer by the name of George Antile. He was also greatly interested in inventions, and the two became partners. Together, they found out that there was a problem in the Navy where the radio signals that controlled torpedoes could be jammed, sending them off course. The reason they were susceptible to jamming was because they used a static radio frequency. So together, Antile and Lamar developed a way to allow the frequency to shift. It was like a decoder ring where both the device sending the signal and receiving the signal had to change together. The mechanism that they used that they based the technology on was basically a miniaturized player piano type device that would allow the frequencies to be synchronized. They patented the invention. You can still see this patent. It's US patent number 2,292,387 for a secret communication system. Then they tried to take it to the military. Who didn't care? They didn't want it. Not only did they not want inventions coming from outside the military, they didn't want inventions coming from a woman from Austria who used to be married to a guy who was working closely with the enemy. Then there's the fact that to the military and to Hollywood and basically to the world at that time, Hedy Lamarr's sole contribution to the world was meant to begin and end with her appearance. And due to that and her popularity, the military brushed her invention aside. They suggested instead that she'd be better out raising money for war bonds, which she did. She sold $25 million in war bonds in just 10 days. She traveled to 16 different cities. She helped boost morale by a letter-writing campaign that helped send thousands of letters to troops fighting in the war. But that frequency-hopping technology? While the military didn't use it, they filed it away, and more than a decade later, the Navy actually implemented it to create a submarine-detecting buoy. The technology was used again during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s to help guide torpedoes. Hedy Lamar and George Antile were never paid for their effort. But here's the thing, that frequency hopping technology, it was the idea behind spread spectrum technology that started being developed. This is the very concept that is the bedrock of many modern technologies, including GPS, Bluetooth, and yes, wireless internet. It wasn't until the 1990s that this story was told and Hedy Lamar received credit for her technology. At this point, she was essentially a shut-in. She had six failed marriages and several botched plastic surgeries, and she spent the last years of her life evading the public eye. She was given multiple awards for her invention, but she refused to appear to accept them. It's a tragic story. In many ways, this is a story about how Hollywood treated women, how male movie producers and the military saw their role in the world, and the pain and anguish that it created for a person like Lamar, who had already escaped 
from a world where she was only seen as a plaything. I'd like to think that a modern version of her story would go quite differently. So yes, the internet says it's true. In a way, Hedy Lamar helped invent the technology that eventually led to Wi-Fi. The most beautiful woman in the world, star of stage and screen, a tragic figure who was underestimated throughout her life, is perhaps the only reason you're listening to this story right now. Now it's time for the part of the podcast where I call a friend and quiz them. Today I'm calling my friend Cameron Zavara. Cameron is a comedy magician who is also one of my close collaborators on many of my projects. What's up, Cam? Hey, what's going on, Michael? Oh, you know, not a lot. It's a beautiful day here in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Allie and I spent the day hiking today. We hiked like five nice. miles today, so I'm exhausted because I'm out of shape. Did you take your camera? Uh, I did take my camera. I had my camera on my back for most of it, like in, nice. my, in my camera bag. But then, uh, you know, I took it out. We saw a few things here and there. Found a turtle and, you know, tons of birds and, and that type of thing. So uh, what are you up to today? Not much, man. It's kind of like my day off. Just working on, I'll say day off, but I'm always working. Uh, a little bit of editing, a little bit of stuff. Took the dog out. It's nice here, too, in Michigan. Cool. And, um, yeah, just kind of hanging out, chilling. This quiz is going to be a five-question, super quick quiz. And last week, the guest got the first question right. And because okay. of that, I spent the entire week not posting about politics on Facebook. Uh, and I kept my word. I haven't posted about politics on Facebook, and I wanted to because there were several hot stories that I was ramped up about, and I just kept my mouth or my fingers shut. <laughs> I didn't type at all about it. <laughs> so uh, I kept my word. But for this question this week, if you don't get it right, I will not post any bird pictures this week. So oh, wow. you may be the thing keeping all of the beautiful birds from my Facebook friends. That's the stakes on this first question. <laughs> That's uh, sad. But if you get it right, I, I, I continue posting the bird pictures. That's how this works, okay? So okay. here's our first question. In the 1930s and 40s, actress Hedy Lamarr was known as a bombshell on the screen, but she's also credited for what other important thing? A, she invented Wi-Fi. B, she started the Screen Actors Guild, or C, she wrote Blazing Saddles? Uh, I have to go with B, Michael. I'm sorry. Cameron, she invented Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am not going to be able to post any of my bird pictures on Facebook this week. Uh, it's true. Are you being serious? I am actually serious. That is what this entire episode is about. And that's really what this podcast is about, is like learning stuff where you're like, are you serious? Yeah. Crazy. Now, now, saying that she invented Wi-Fi is, is a condensed version of the story. She invented, yeah, I was say. The, she invented right. the technology, the idea, and patented the idea that eventually led to Wi-Fi, which was ah. a frequency hopping technology for radio signals during World War II. So it is pretty crazy uh, that, you know, no one ever associates a 30s and 40s actress with that. But uh, so unfortunately, Cameron, no bird pictures for my Facebook friends. And literally every time I want to, I will remind them that it's your fault. OK, uh, Fair enough. <laughs> question Fair enough. two for this question. If you get it right, uh, I have to tell you a quick story of my worst show. If you don't, you have to tell me yours. So have okay. that in mind. 
Uh, and you can, you know, change names and places to protect the innocent if you want or the not so innocent if you have that in mind. But here's your question. Hedy Lamar famously appeared alongside a popular male actor. His name anagrams to Large Black. Who is this actor? Large Black. So bad with actors, celebrities in general. Now remember, uh, we're in the 1930s and 40s. Even better. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. I can't even like think through this. All right. Unfortunately, uh, I am going to have to have you tell me the story of your worst show, Cameron. The answer, Ugh. Clark Gable. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I hate these. You feel dumb after. I I do not intend to make you feel dumb. Um, that no, one right. is the first time I've done an anagram in these quizzes. Uh, That's so tough. It That's is tough. tough. It's very tough. So do you but have a, an idea of your of your worst show? Speaking of feeling dumb, here's a, here's a show I did. Oh, no. Um, I got hired by this guy to show up and perform for a group of kids. I, 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 mean, I mostly do family stuff. I do a lot of family stuff. At least I did when I started out. I did a lot of birthday parties. And I was probably 16, 17 at the time. So this guy calls me and he says, I want you to come perform for a group of kids who are um, recovering from serious you know, illnesses and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Sure. So I show up at this venue. I'm in this big gym. I set up my entire family show and uh, I'm ready to go. And then uh, he texts me, said, I'm, we're, we're almost there. We're, we're going to bring the kids in in just a bit. And I said, okay. And like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped. And uh, showtime, they all walk in and it's 50, like 30 to 40 year olds. Because the guy that hired me was like in his 70s. So uh, to him, they were kids. They were kids. And they were, <sighs> their illness, like they were recovering um, addicts, drug addicts. Yeah. Oh. And uh so me being young, 16-year-old, didn't ask the appropriate questions. So I had a family kids show planned for like 30 to 40-year-old people that didn't want to see a magician in the first place. <laughs> That's amazing. It was oh terrible. Oh, my God. I love it. I love road stories like that. Uh, thank it was you rough. For, thank it you for rough. sharing that. I appreciate that. Question three. If you get this one right, I will send you a coveted tell-me-what-to-Google sticker in the mail. If you it's get a collectible. It, Come on. Yeah, it's a collectible, and um, you know, every week I'm trying to get rid of these, and I can't get rid of them. If you get it wrong, you have to send me some sort of Cameron Zavara merch, whatever you have. <laughs> I know that you've got magic wands for little kids, uh, but remember, I am a 42-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> please don't get us confused. This one is multiple choice. What does Wi-Fi stand for? A. Wireless fidelity. B wireless fiber network or c nothing it's just something a marketing firm came up with this is why i could never be on a game show because i literally second guess myself on everything all the time even in real board games i'm horrible but i'm gonna go with b wireless fiber network yep the answer it's fidelity. no it's not yes it is the answer no, is c Nothing. It's just something a marketing firm came up with. Really? Seriously? This, I gotta say, man, this is one of the harder quizzes I've had. Uh, and so okay. I, I mean, now I'm, you're saying that since I'm like three down, but that's fine. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not sure I would have known any of these. And I'm just now realizing that like 
Sometimes I choose these questions because I find additional things about the story that I want to get in there. Sure. Uh, but this one, according to Airteam.com, with the help of a brand consulting firm, the technology was marketed as Wi-Fi in 1999. Wi-Fi doesn't actually mean anything. It is not as commonly thought an abbreviation for wireless fidelity. The original term Wi-Fi was with a hyphen, but like most hyphenated words, use of the punctuation mark dissipates in time. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Uh, so send me some, you know, whatever you've got. If you, you know, <laughs> I got you. Your next Cameron Zavara T-shirt you have made. You can yeah, just send you know, it to me. I'll, I'll think of something. Okay. For this question, if you get it wrong, you have to work in a phrase of my choice in your next virtual show. If you right. get it right, I'll put that same phrase in next week's podcast. I lost this one last week, so you may have noticed a phrase that was inserted somewhere into this podcast. The phrase this week is super duper special. <laughs> so okay. if you get this wrong, your next show has to have the words Super duper special in there somewhere. I hope I'm doing a corporate event next. Yeah, yes. Hey, I, I, I think that that could work its way into absolutely any anything. Super yeah. duper special. Here's your question. Last spring, a popular website did a test of internet speed by hotel chain. And one of these chains was determined to have the fastest internet speed at around 45 megabits per second. Multiple choice. What chain was it? A. Econo Lodge, B, Hilton Hotels, or C, Marriott Hotels? I'm going to go with Econo Lodge just because it's small and they don't have a lot of people on their Wi-Fi. That is uh, incorrect. Of course. Why, I mean, why would I be right? Come on. I'm sorry, Cameron. I am so sorry. I don't. I did not mean to make you look dumb, but honestly, that's Actually, why I said there Econo is. Lodge doesn't even have Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the answer is Marriott. Uh, Mar Marriott. They they found on average has internet speed of 45 megabits per second. Still slow and still awful. Tough to really yeah. do much. Uh, but that is faster than they did the top 10 chains. And of those 10. Believe it or not, Hilton Hotels was last, was 10th. Um, and, okay. and the other thing is most Marriott properties charge $15 a day for in-room Wi-Fi. Unless you're a rewards member or you're in the lobby. So, And I think it's 15 a night at an Econo Lodge. So. <laughs> like the, the, actual, the actual hotel <laughs> is $15 a night at Econo Lodge. So, yeah, you bring your own Wi-Fi at that point. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's one of those things that keeps coming up because some of us are talking about if we're back on the road and having to do virtual shows, how are we going to do this? Uh, the, right. You know, we're talking about download speed when we're talking about these speeds, but upload speed is like non-existent at these places. So if you really right. wanted to upload video, it'd be darn near impossible. So, yeah. Uh, so our stakes for that one were super duper special. And I got it written down. In, I got my notes. In your virtual show next week. Uh, and, and if you'd like to provide us a little clip, an audio sample, if you think to hit record, uh, that would okay. be awesome. And I'll play it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, <good. laughs> okay. Question five. This one is for all the marbles. If you get this wrong, I'm banning you from the show, never to be asked on again. What was the best thing that happened to you during the pandemic? Quite honestly, uh, it was going virtual because um, it opened new doors, new markets, new ways to think about things. And um, I'm having a blast with it. 
And I'm actually, you know, we're going back to do live stuff, which I'm excited for. But if um, I don't think virtual library fully go away, but I'm, I'm going to miss doing it, you know, as often as I get to do it now, uh, just because it's so fun. You know, it's just a new skill and I hope uh, I can figure out how to keep it going for a long time. That is a correct answer. We'll give you credit for that one. You will be back to, back on the show. You did not go over oh, five. You went uh, one for five. One for five. I mean, I must be making these questions harder. Uh, and and I. It's tough. It it is tough. It's tough. I am the worst trivia player. So. All right. I'm well, strategy game. I'm more of a strategy game person. Well, next week or next next time I have you on the podcast, we'll do somehow in this in a strategy format. So we'll, okay. we'll, I'll make up like an escape room version of this show. Like you and Hedy Lamar are locked in a room <laughs> and one of you has to invent some sort of contraption to get out using, you know, Perfect. spread signal spectrum Wi-Fi or something. I don't know how. We're gonna <laughs> do it. Cameron, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on all almost all the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cameron Zavara, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-Z-V-A-R-A. -E you can find me there. All right. That's Cameron Zavara, Z-V-A-R-A. -A. Thanks again for coming on the show, man. It was good to see you. Hey, good to see you too, man. Thank you. Well, that's all for this week. If you are near Erie, Pennsylvania, you can come see me there live this weekend. I'll be playing Keller's Comedy and Magic Club. So look them up and get your ticket for April 2nd or 3rd. Also, I have a new rule. If you learn something that you didn't already know from this show, please go over to iTunes, leave a review with five stars and a few words. That's the rule. You got to do it. Uh, that helps me a ton because that's how the algorithm works to get the podcast suggested to more people. And that way we can keep learning something new if the Internet says it's true. The Internet Says It's True would like to thank the Patreon sponsors whose monthly contributions put them at producer status. Sean Brown, Catherine Morgan, Taylor Hurt, Bryce Swanson, Mitch Joseph Kemplin, Alan Sokolik, Eugene Anderson, Matt McVeigh, and Jim and Joanne Martin. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and additional music this week was from Aaron Kinney and Asher Falero. All audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 USC Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. <laughs> <laughs>